to Trade Talks, the podcast that gives me an opportunity to talk and you the opportunity to listen to what I am talking about. And today I want to talk about a question. The question that I'm going to start off with this morning and I want you to begin thinking about. The question is this, what is holding you back? Needless to say, our lives have never been dull since we've had children. The boys have provided entertainment for us over the years that if I wish I'd have wrote down everything that they have gotten into and they have done. It's um, really unbelievable when you think about the countless items that have been broken and the countless things that they have gotten themselves into. From the time when they were just little, putting stuff in the toilet and flushing it down to Um, Either Kate or Coleman taking a whole bottle of syrup and dumping it all in their toy box. You name it, man, we've been through it. And I remember one time we were in North Carolina. So Coleman had to be at that time probably four, three or four, I would say. And he was always getting into the snacks. And that honestly hasn't changed a bit 10, 11 years later. I mean, he'll eat dinner and then after dinner, and even as he's heading to the dinner table, he's heading to the pantry to get a snack. And so we, in order to help eliminate him always getting into the cookies, put them way up on the top cabinets of our kitchen. So he couldn't just go grab them. I mean, there was honestly no possible way for a three-year-old to be able to get to the snacks. So we thought... And I was sitting in the living room, and then I hear, Dad, Dad, Dad. And it was Coleman yelling for me in the kitchen. I walk into the kitchen, and man, I wish I'd have taken a picture. These day, This day and age, I would have, because I'd known I'd have gone viral on Instagram. But back then, we didn't even know what Instagram was. And here, Coleman wanted to get to those snacks so badly that he pulled out the silverware drawer. He used it to leverage himself up onto the cabinet, climb up on that silverware drawer, get on the cabinet, get up on the refrigerator, and reach up and grab those snacks. Well, while he was doing that, he lost his balance and he fell. It could have been disastrous, to say the least. But as he was falling, the silverware drawer caught him by the belt loop and was holding him up. So when I got into the kitchen, he was just sitting there hanging okay, by his pants on the silverware drawer. It was hilarious. Now, I don't think he ever tried it again. He learned his lesson. But there was nothing okay, that we could do that was going to hold that boy back from getting those snacks. Now, that same tenacity and that same discipline really drives him today. If he, if he wants to do something, watch out. He's going to do it. You're not going to hold him back, even if it's going to cause injury physically, trying to accomplish or trying to do that goal. And so my question today is this, what is holding you back? I mean, is there something that you've always wanted to do? Is there a goal or something you've always wanted to achieve? Achieve? Is there you know, a job that you've always desired, a certain amount of wealth that you wanted to accumulate, a ministry that you've wanted to start, um, maybe a career change, maybe something in the home, and, and you haven't done it yet? Maybe it's that daddy-daughter date that you know you should be having or taking the kids out on that fishing trip or that hunting trip, and, and you're not 
going forward with this thing that's in your heart or in this desire you have, what is it that's holding you back? A recent survey said that 81% of Americans feel they have a book in them and that they should write it. When you think about the population of the United States, 81% of Americans feel that they should write a book. I don't know if you all have ever felt that way before, but hey, that's an awesome ambition. 81% feel like they should write a book and they should accomplish it. Now, currently only 44.2 thousand Americans have ever done so. 44.2 thousand are authors in the United States. When you compare that number to 80%, What is it that's holding that 81% of Americans from going forward and writing that book? What what is holding us back from, from planning and taking that dream vacation? Why are we still putting off training for that race or that marathon or that Ironman that we've always wanted to run or do? Some of you, maybe you have an online application to an online college or, or another school that you've been wanting to apply for, and you even have it saved in your tabs, or, or you filled it out, you just haven't mailed it yet. What is holding you back? You see, the majority of us have at least one thing that we've talked about or that we've desired to do. There's one thing that's just burning within us. There's one thing that, that we've put on the back burner that, that we would love to begin, whether it's a building project, another ministry in our church, or another business, a side hustle, and there's something that's holding us back from accomplishing that desire. September 14th, 2017, I was laying in a hospital bed, and just a few hours earlier, I was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. That was the day of my heart attack, 100% blockage in the Widowmaker. And after going through an experience like that, it will cause you to contemplate the realities of death. And as I laid there and I pulled out my phone, I made a bucket list. There were so many things up to that point that I always wanted to do. And even my family had desires to do that I just kept putting off. And I knew had I died 12 hours earlier, I would have died with major regrets. How about you? If you were to have that heart attack today, if you were to end up in the hospital and not going to make it tomorrow, would you have any regrets? If so, it's time to do something about it. It's time to eliminate those roadblocks that are in your life and go after your desires. But before we can eliminate the roadblocks, I think we've got to first determine what the roadblocks are. So just let me share with you some some things that, that have held me back in the past that very possibly are holding you all back from moving forward where you know you need to go. I think one of the things that's holding us back is our concept of reality. You know, reality tells me I just don't have the time for that. Reality says I don't have the energy for that. There is no way anyone can get behind a fundraising project like that. 
I can go to my supporting churches and let them know that this is the mission that I want to take on, but I know my supporting churches. There's no one that's going to get behind this endeavor that I want to accomplish. I would have no idea how to start a business. You know, these thoughts that we call reality really is not reality, and honestly, a lot of it is just fear. But reality comes in and tells me I can't. Reality, though, is not necessarily, again, reality. Sometimes reality is simply status quo. Reality is the comfort zone. Reality is where I am, and I don't want to leave. You know, I love getting up when I get up, and I love my standard coffee and relaxing mornings and and going to work on my schedule and, and doing these things that I do. And I know if I'm going to stir the pot, and I know if I'm going to start this new business, or I know if I'm going to begin this new ministry, or I know if I'm going to try to plant this other church, or I know I'm going to um, try to start my own business, that everything that I know in this comfort zone that I'm in is totally going to be destroyed and disrupted. And you're right. It will never be the same. You know, Zig Ziglar used to often say that the elevator to success is broken, but the stairs are wide open. And what he's saying is this, there is no easy way to the top. There is no easy way to accumulate that wealth. There is no easy way to get to the top of the ladder. You've got to climb the stairs. You know, many times I think, man, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Fact is, there's not. There's no easy way to train for a triathlon. There's no easy way to start a side hustle. There's no easy way to write a book. Okay, And reality tells us that and tells us that there's no reason to even start. Reality is often just a reason for us to stay back. Reality is what's holding us back. Reality says those cookies are so high above this shelf, there's no way that I'm ever going to be able to get to them. But here's the deal, gang. How can God get the glory for me remaining in the status quo? You see, God does the impossible, but he can't do the impossible if I'm just hanging out and never move out of the possible. How can God do something amazing if I'm not willing to step out and put him to the test? If I'm not willing to step out by faith and do something amazing for him? You know, this isn't always about us, man. This is something that God has given us a passion and a desire to do. And so often I think that many of us are going to be lying on our deathbeds thinking, why didn't I? Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I pursue that relationship? And the fact of the matter is reality becomes all too real when time is gone. But the reality that we focus on now that we live in is not the reality that very possibly God wants us to be in. And so we need to analyze what's holding us back. And listen to me, if reality is holding you back, you better change your concepts of reality. Number two is procrastination. Now, some of you are key procrastinators. You can look up online the mind of a procrastinator. It's a TED Talk And some of you will um, put that down to do, but you'll never do it because you're going to procrastinate on doing that. But, But procrastinators always say what? One 
day. You know, one day I'm going to start that business. One day I'm going to get into shape. One day I'm going to use this Planet Fitness membership that I pay $10 a month for that I've never used. And it's amazing how much is going to get accomplished in one day. You know, missions will be doing amazing one day. Churches are going to accomplish so much and have a great outreach in their community one day. But would you all do me a favor, please? Would you all open up your calendars? And I want you to look on Google Calendar, on Apple Calendar, whatever it is you use, and I want you to do a search for one day. Monday's there, and Tuesday's there, and Wednesday's there. You get my point. But one day is not there. It's not on your calendar. Stop procrastinating. Your phone will not alert you in the morning saying, today is one day. Okay, it's not going to happen. You've got to create the day. You must take that first step and seeing it begin. You must be heading out in life saying, today is the day. Today is the day I set up that 501c3. Today is the day this nonprofit is finally going to get off of my whiteboard or my sketch pad and it's going to hit reality. Today is the day that I write an email to my mission board or to my supporting churches letting them know this is the direction I would like to go. Today is the day that I take my family and we go somewhere or I take my boys and we go out or I take my daughter and we have that date or I start to teach her how to drive. Good luck with that. Okay, that is the day. And, and you must take that first step in seeing the day begin, seeing one day happen now. Okay, cross off one day I will and make it today I will. Another thing that I believe is holding us back is what others think. You know, it's truly amazing how we seem to know what others are thinking. It's impossible for us to know the thoughts of others, but we think we're so smart that we have it figured out. And man, I know what this guy will think if I do this. I know what my church members are going to think if I go forward with this. Man, I just know okay, what my wife will be thinking when I go home and tell her this is what we ought to do. Stop thinking about what others are thinking. There's no way for us to know. And the thing is, the thoughts that we are thinking, others are thinking, are usually not what they're thinking at all. Chances are they're not even thinking about you. Okay, there's a lot of other things that I have to think about than what other people are doing, right? I'm thinking about what I should be doing that I'm not doing because I'm thinking they are thinking that I shouldn't be doing it. Okay, stop. Just stop. We can't allow what other people think to dictate our actions. You know, Paul does an awesome job of describing this in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. I believe it's 610, maybe it's 110, where, where he says, man, am I a servant of Christ or a servant of men? If, if I am pleasing men, I am not a servant of Christ. If I am living my life to please men, if I am living my life to please others, if I'm living a life to do what I think others are wanting for me to do, I am going to be living a miserable life. 
I need to figure out not what others think I should be doing, but I need to figure out what God thinks I should be doing. I mean, God is our motivation. God's desires for us are what really matters. And if you look, for example, at the life of the Apostle Paul, that man lived for the audience of one. He didn't care what other people thought. If he cared what other people thought, he'd have never gone into the ministry because everybody thought he was still a murderer and an undercover spy trying to figure out where they were, and then he was going to turn back into the the real Saul and kill them all. But he didn't let that stop him. He didn't let that go... keep him from going forward on the mission that God had called him to do. Paul said, the love of Christ is what compels me. The love of Christ is what pushes me forward to do this calling. Trying to please people is not going to push you forward. It's just going to do the opposite. It's going to pull you back. Listen to me. You can't live your life ruled about by what others think. You know, one day I am not going to stand before others and answer for my actions on earth. So why am I basing my decisions on them now? I've got to stop. I've got to stop thinking what others think. I've got to stop going this direction. Okay, because all that is doing is holding me back. And finally, what is holding me back? Not finally. I've got two more. What is holding me back is fear. You know, if we analyze the real reason you have never trained for that half marathon, that you've never started that new ministry, that you've never began that business, it's not really maybe even because of these other reasons. It's simply because of fear. I remember in North Carolina when I was contemplating starting a martial arts business, Carrie and I were trying to find a side hustle to help make some extra money. The kids were starting to eat a little more, and money wasn't as um, as plenteous as it once was when they weren't eating as much. And we knew we needed some extra cash. So what is it that we can do? And we were brainstorming, thinking about things, and I knew what it is I could do, and that was to teach martial arts. And so I, I planned it. I wrote things out. I came up with the idea, all of this, but I wouldn't do it, and I just didn't do it. And, and then I started to realize why I didn't do it. Well, you know, because I'm not certified and, you know, I've not really competed at an Olympic level and, and, you know, I, I've never had a school like this before. Nobody's going to come because they're not going to think that I'm anything special. I'm just a preacher who in the world is going to listen to a pastor, teach him Taekwondo, all these things in my mind telling me why I shouldn't start a martial arts business. But the bottom line was fear. And I remember reading a book, and I wish I could remember what book it was, and it said one of the reasons, and the main reason you're not doing the goals that you want to set out to accomplish is because of fear. And whatever it is that you're fearing the most right now, that's exactly what you need to do. And man, it was just like the light went off, and I thought, that's true. The reason I'm not starting a martial arts business is because of fear. And that was it. I went out, determined to start this business. I set up an account with a martial arts supplier. I talked to the deacons. They let me use the gym to begin with. And man, I ended up with my own studio and a very successful martial arts business, Superkick Taekwondo. But it would have never happened had fear ruled my life. What is fear holding you back from doing? What is it that's keeping you from going? What is fear doing to keeping you from going forward in this decision that you want to make? 
And now, finally, I think the last thing that holds us back is knowing what it'll cost. You see, 81% of Americans feel they should have a book in them, and as soon as they watch some videos and read about what it takes to write a book, they think there's no way I can get up 30 minutes before work and write a 1,000 words. There's no way I can get up an hour before work and write a 1,000 words. I don't even know how to write a 100 words, let alone a 1,000 words. So it's thinking, man, it's, it's going to cost, and I can't do it. And, and we look at, man, it's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me energy. It's going to cost me sleep. It's going to cost me, and I'm not sure I'm willing to pay the cost. In order for me to accomplish the goal, I can't allow the cost to hold me back. If I'm going to go out and I'm going to accomplish that marathon that I've always wanted to accomplish, it's going to cost me time, it's going to cost me energy, and it's going to cost me pain. But listen, when I think about myself crossing that finish line, it was worth the time, it was worth the energy, and it was worth the pain. And any goal that's a burning desire in our hearts that we want to accomplish, it is worth worth the cost in the end. So what's it going to take? What's it going to take for you to accomplish this goal? One, you've got to make this the burning desire of your life. Man, I want to do this more than anything, and I want to start that ministry, and I want to start that nonprofit. I want to start that side hustle. I want to switch careers. I want that more than anything. So you've got to let that burning desire burn and fuel you. Then you've got to figure out the baby steps it's going to take to accomplish it. Okay, I want to start a martial arts school. The first thing I've got to do then is get my first degree black belt. I want to run a marathon. The first thing I've got to do is pick the marathon that gives me enough weeks to train. I want to do an Ironman. Pick, eh, start with a half. I want to do a half Ironman. Pick the half Ironman. I want to start a 501c3. Fill out the application. Find the goals. Find the steps. Write them out and begin just checking them off as you go. Allow that burning desire to start to fuel you. I want to write a book, then write the table of contents and get some ideas on what it's going to take. Okay, it's going to take a burning desire. What's it going to take? It's going to take a work ethic. Man, you've got to be willing to get up and go. You've got to be willing to go forward with this. You've got to know, okay, that for the next four months, for the next five months, for the next year, for the next five years, this is going to be my motivation. This is going to be my burning desire. And I, I'm not going to let anything hold me back. You've got to know exactly what it is you want. And then you've got to be determined to pay the price to achieve it. And then you've got to get busy paying that price. Man, you've got to develop that intense burning desire to go forward after those goals and to achieve them. Is it easy? No. Is it worth it? Yes. Man, what's holding you back? Find out what it is, eliminate it, pull out the silverware drawer, use that to leverage yourself up, hit the refrigerator, open the cabinet, and go for it. Fact of the matter is you're going to fall, okay, but you're not going to hit hard because the silverware drawer is open, and just get back up and start climbing again. Don't let anything stop you doing what you know you need to do and what you know God has called you to do. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope this has been a blessing and encouragement to you. I'd love to hear about what's been holding you back and what it is that you want to set out to accomplish. Hey, if you know someone that could use this podcast, that it could be an encouragement to them, I encourage you to share it with others. 
or throw it out there on social media or Facebook or Snap It, whatever it is that, that you might do there on Instagram. That'd be a huge help. Also, you could rate it and subscribe. Love to have you um, sitting on board as we continue on with our trade talks. Also, we're going to be doing some book reviews of some books that I think that might be a help to you, and we'll give you the Cliff Notes version and maybe encourage you to get the book and read it as well. I'm going to try to do those book reviews once a month. Have a great day, everyone, and I hope that you're going to eliminate those roadblocks and go after whatever it is God wants you to accomplish. 